Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, and welcome to another episode of NC MMA Radio. This is your host, Tyson Roush. Before we get started, I want to wish everybody a happy new year and hope all of you had a great holiday season. You can follow this show on Twitter at NCMMA underscore radio, and you can check out our school website at nicotonefitness.com. In today's episode, we have two really good interviews. One is with Eddie Alvarez, probably one of the pound for pound best fighters in the UFC, uh, number four lightweight in the world. We also interviewed Claudio Ledesma, a top CFFC fighter who also trains at Nicotones and also an instructor. So we're going to start off this show with an interview with Eddie Alvarez. All right, we're here at Nicotones with Eddie Alvarez after a good day of sparring, it looks like. So, Eddie, how are you feeling, man? I'm excellent, man. It's good to be back home. Um, I'm able to see my wife and kids at the training every day. And I'm back with the home team, you know, Frank Yeager, that's Marbosa, Marlon. Mark, Ricardo, all the guys I started with in Burbian. That's the one thing as students here, we see you guys training. And what is it like to have a team like that? It seems like, you know, it's high work ethic. You know, everybody's cheering for each other, rooting each other, pushing each other. What is it like being amongst that team, working with these guys? Uh, you know, it's it's uh, quality over quantity. You know what I mean? There's a lot of big uh, super teams out there. You know what I mean? And to be honest with you, sometimes it's hard to pay attention to a lot of guys at once. Um, here it's a little smaller, tight knit group, and it's real easy to, you know, help each other. There's only a couple guys, and uh, it's like the the saying the quality over quantity. We're able to everyone give good good amount of attention, be able to uh, help each other and, and game plan, and uh, there's a lot of support, a lot of encouragement, and a small room. Yeah, and as one of the top fighters in the world, I mean, you have a huge fight against Anthony Pettis coming up. You know, everybody loves your game. It's a well-rounded game. Is there anything you focus on more than others during your fight camp? Uh, is, is there any? I'm sorry. Do you work like striking more? Is there anything you kind of focus on, or you just you focus? You just want to do everything during yeah, your camp. You always want to be good at everything, but yeah, there is always a game plan in mind. Um, I I look at fighting or going into a fight. It's like a recipe for uh, for um for anything you cook. Yeah. <laughs> there's the recipe. That's just the idea. I can add whatever I want to it. It's my, right. my, uh, my own flavors. You know what I mean. So, um, I, I feel, I really feel like you have an idea, but you can never be literal or strict to that idea. It's a, it's a fist fight. Things change. So, um, yeah, I have a target in mind, but I don't mind if I don't hit it dead on every time. Uh, it's a, like I said, it's a fist fight. Things will change, and I'll and I'll always be able to adapt with that change. Yeah, no doubt. And UFC Fight Night 81 is a huge fight against Anthony Pettis, who's you know, a very diverse striker. He does all kinds of crazy stuff, jumping off the cage, uh, creative style striking. Is, is, how, do you, how do you train for something like that? Is it something you just stay to your game plan and try to – how do you adjust for that? Yeah, you know, my fights is never really about him. It never is about him. 
Uh, Anthony, he was champion. He's no, no longer champion. He's He flew the UFC flag very well. I'm on, my hat's off to him. But to be honest with you, it's never about him. It's always about my my growing, uh, my intentions and what I'm going to do. I'm not not entirely focused on my opponent and what he's going to do. I'm, at the end of the day, um, come January 17th, he'll be reacting to the things that I do. Um, not concerned with, with what he's going to do. He he should be ready to react to to my my plan and what I'm going to do. Man, that's awesome. As, as one of the best lightweight fighters in the world, if, if you beat Anthony Pettis, do you think you're deserving of a title shot then? I don't know what I deserve. Um, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> they, and, to be, and to be quite honest with you, it doesn't matter what I think I deserve. Uh, we see guys like Frank Yeager not getting the title shot that he deserves. We see a ton of, ton of things that are, in our eyes, unjust. So um, do I feel like I can beat any lightweight in this division? Yeah. Um, does that does that put me um, in line? I want a title shot. I want the belt. I feel like I can beat anyone in this division, and it'll start with Anthony Pettis, January 17th. And when I make that statement, uh, hopefully, the people involved of making them things happen can uh, can get them wheels in motion, get that contract signed. Uh, I, I I honestly feel like I'm grow. I'm I'm getting better. Even though um, I'm 31, I'm still getting better, and uh, I haven't seen the best of myself yet, and uh, I'm excited for the future. Uh, as a fan of yours and all the students here, we always watch watching you train, enjoy watching you spar. We all try to learn from you. Do you have a message for young fighters out there? I mean, MMA is getting is growing so rapidly now, and we always see new people coming in. Do you have a message for young fighters or aspiring fighters? Uh, my message, God, I have a lot of them, but um, I think. Uh, Fighting's full of like a lot of external things that are trying to sway you. Like promoters want you to be a certain way, fans want you to fight a certain way. Um, everything from the outside is trying to grab at you and trying to get your focus. And I feel like for younger fighters, I should just say, uh, stay true to who you are and um, keep your head down, train hard, and uh, and go fight. Try your best. Yeah, it's going to be very difficult, but try your best to stay focused and not let the external things sway you in any way. Uh, keep close to your team, to people around you, and work hard, and you'll 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 get you'll eventually you'll ride your wave and you'll get your turn. Awesome, Eddie. On behalf of the students here and the Nicotones, we wish you the best of luck. We love watching you train, love watching you fight, man. It's always been an honor. So thank you for your time. Thank you. Once again, that was Eddie Alvarez, uh, UFC fighter, you know, top three fighter in the lightweight division. I want to thank him for his time. And he shared a lot of interesting things there. You know, obviously, working with Mark Henry and all those guys, Frankie, Edgar, Marlon, it's a tight-knit group, and you always see them pushing each other. It's, it's a very intense group, but they, they help each other at all times. The other thing that's interesting is how he approaches his opponent, where it's like it's not about his opponent, it's about him. It's his game. It's his game plan. I found that quite interesting. And last but not least, it's just he, he's got a huge opportunity here. And it's if he beats Anthony Pettis, in my opinion, he deserves a title shot. But it, it, the game has changed now. You mentioned Frankie Edgar, who's kind of in flux now with Conor McGregor. Does he fight him? Does Conor McGregor go up and fight Dos Anjos? Nobody really knows. But So the game's kind of changed where these guys ought to make a statement. So it was interesting to hear what Eddie had to say about that. And on behalf of NC MMA, we wish him the best of luck. Uh, we always appreciate him talking to us and, and sharing his insight. The next, insu- the next interview we have is Claudio Ledesma, who is a 
a pro fighter in CFFC, and he also instructs in the Katone, the jiu-jitsu instructor who's phenomenal, uh, very approachable, very hands-on, always takes time for his students. So here's our interview with Claudio Ledesma as he prepares for his fight on January 9th. All right, we're here at Nikatone MMA where Claudio Ledesma just finished up a sparring session. You have a big fight, CFFC fight, January 9th. First of all, how are you feeling after your sparring? Good. I felt took a couple bumps and bruises, but that's the only way you get better, you know, by going against a much better guy. So I feel good, though. Now, your training camp, how long is your training camp usually for a fight? You know, it's weird for me because I'm like a gym rat, so I'm always in the gym. Um, so my camps aren't really a camp. I just kind of turn it up a little bit more. Um, I'm always in the gym, but I, I try to turn it up for like around six weeks because I always stay in shape. I don't want to do a long camp and I'm afraid I'll peak too soon or okay. I'll, I'll kind of beat up my body. So I try to do around like six weeks. I can even do four or five if it really, you know, it came down to it because I'm always in shape, you know. You know, as students here at Nicotones, we see you here all the time. You're an instructor, which is a great instructor. Everybody loves you here. Thanks. And you're sparring. How often do you spar? Do you spar often? No. I spar two days a week, uh, Tuesdays and Saturdays. And... Um, Tuesday sometimes, you know, we'll only do like two rounds or whatever. I'm not, I'm not of that like old school mentality where you, you know, I, you got to kind of preserve your body. And um, I do, a, I'm like, first and foremost, I'm like a big student of the game. I love the sport. So I love to just take classes. I take a lot of classes. I do a lot of pad work. I like to learn. And then I try to apply it in the, in the sparring. But like, you know, there's other guys that will spar four days a week and like basically not even train, you know, do mm -hmm. drills or anything. They just spar. Um, that's not me. I, I do it three days. Uh, Two days a week, Tuesdays and third and Saturdays, and that's it. You know. Now it seems like the sport of MMA has really evolved, where everybody has to be very well rounded. Is there anything you focus on more than other things? Like we know you have a great ground game, things like that. Right. Is there something you really focus on more? I've been focusing so much um, lately on my stand up, and mostly because the cat's kind of out of the bag that I'm, you know, jiu-jitsu black belt, and that everyone thinks I'm going to go to the ground. So like the last few fights, I've surprised guys because I've actually outstruck them when, you know, at the end of the fight. They're like, oh man, I thought you were gonna try to take me down and stuff. So you have to continue to to evolve. You'll see, you've seen it. Like in the old days, there was great strikers that never evolved their ground game and then just yeah. kind of became obsolete, and vice versa. There was great ground guys who just never developed their their stand up, and um, they, they just became obsolete. Then you get the people like Damian Maya who like really have an awesome ground game, and they're like, listen, I don't need to work my ground anymore. Then his striking's pretty damn good now, you know. Mm -hmm. You got sure. someone like Frankie who started off as like a wrestler. You know, you 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 watch Frankie's fights from the beginning to the end, like you know to now. He, you can see every fight he's a better fighter. So that's what I try to do. I try to just add a little element each fight. Um, try to stay away from what I'm good at because that's that comes easy, you know. Right. It, it's kind of hard when you're getting beat up because your ego tells you you want to go and do what you right. know. But sometimes take a beating. It's fine. It's, it's good to take a beating here, you know. So there's days I leave, you know, kind of pissed off, but it's because I've been working things that I want to get better at, you know. Yeah, no doubt. And the one thing is, like, you know, as students here, we watch you guys sparring. Pro sparring here on, on Saturdays in the Catones is insane, where you guys have a chance to spar against the Frankie Eggers yeah, and Marlon. Yeah. Can you, like, tell, like, our listeners what it's like to have, like, all these great guys as teammates to train with? It's, it's ridiculous, because even, even if you don't do rounds with them, you just watch their work ethic, and you watch what they do, and you watch what it takes to be at that level, and you can't help but mimic it. You know, mm -hmm. you know, you know. Like if you hang out with the wrong crowd, you end up doing bad right, things. Absolutely. You end up, you hang out with this crowd, you're just bound to get better. Um, they, they walk. You know, these guys are like, you know, everyone thinks Frankie Edgar, you know, Marlon. These guys, you know, they walk in like they'll yell at you in the middle of a round and tell you to keep your hands up or to yep. work, work something true, yeah. with you afterwards. So they're, you know, they're as, as much as they're training, they're helping us out, and um, you can kind of tell how like a lot of our games mimic each other a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, 
Um, and it's just because it's kind of like the culture that's been bred around here. It's funny that you can see all the movement. Everybody's moving. Yeah, everybody's grinding hard. You can yep. see it's a lot of high, very high intensity. Um, first of all, good luck this weekend. See you. Next weekend, CFSC. Yep. Do you have a message for young fighters out there? There's a lot of amateur fighters in our school. Is there a message you can tell them just as they um, learn the sport? I would say, first off, there's no shortcut. I mean, just just train, man. I mean, forget about it's such a forget about the end result. Just enjoy the journey. You know, um, I was fortunate enough that I didn't. I didn't plan on this, you know, like I, when I first, I played college basketball and then when I finished there was nothing else for me to do so I saw jiu-jitsu school, I started jiu-jitsu and I was like, oh, I'll do a couple of jiu-jitsu tournaments and I tried a kickboxing fight and I was like, oh, I'll try an amateur MMA fight and it's kind of taken off from there. Um, it's worked well for you, man. Yeah, well, thanks. But, it, but the, the point is I never had like, I, I was never thinking UFC or pro or anything mm -hmm. like before that. So I would say that with these guys, a lot of these kids walk in like, oh, I want to fight. No, no, forget about fighting. How about you want to take a jiu-jitsu class? You want to get better at, you know, just enjoy the journey. Um, let the, leave the ego at the door and just have fun. Have fun. It'll just come. You know, whenever you're having fun, things just happen, you know? Awesome. Claudio Desmond, thank you very much thank for your you. time. Appreciate thank it. Thank you, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. And, and once again, we want to thank Claudio Desmond for his time after a tough sparring session. He is fighting January 9th in the CFFC, and you couldn't meet a nicer guy. As a, as a student, he, he's very, you know, you, you can walk up to him, ask him any question. He always takes time to help you out. And he's a very good fighter, too. He's working very hard in this game, and as he described, he's working on his stand-up, he's working on things, and takes a lot of pride in his work, which is always great to see. So I want to thank you guys for listening to our show. We're going to do our best to do a lot more interviews, pro fighters, amateur fighters, you know, looking to the world of Muay Thai, boxing. Stay tuned. We're doing the best we can, and you can follow us on Twitter, NCMMA underscore radio. Thank you guys. Have a happy new year, and we'll talk to you guys again next week. Around for a long